Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hello, Sherry. How is your gut microbiome doing these days? (laughs) Actually, it's not bad. Today I had quinoa broccolini, cauliflower, and chicken for lunch. How about you? I actually haven't had lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have breakfast. So what I do mostly, I have the overnight oats, Mm -hmm. blueberries. I add some pumpkin seeds. Mm. And as well, so I ate it with what we call akara, Nigerian bean cake. So it's peas peeled, soaked in water, blended with onion, and it depends on what you want to add to it, and deep fried. <laughs> and deep fried. <laughs> but it is all protein, so it balances out, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> so the porridge and the, the pumpkin and all I that mean, sort of overrides it. I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say anything about that because I did have Indian food and we did have pakoras earlier this week. So that's all deep fried. So So this is one of the Nigerian breakfast delicacies. Either that or you can have the same thing, but baked or boiled. So moi moi and it's delicious. That sounds so good. Gary and so forth. So excellent. And I'm looking forward to dinner. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> There'll be some salad in the dinner. Yes. Hopefully some Nigerian food again. It's my weekend yes. to, to go Nigerian. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I recently came across an article about wellness trends and thought it might be fun to discuss them with you today. What do you think? That would be great because I am not one for trends really, but I do double here and there. I believe mostly in comfort and sustainability of whatever I do, but I'm very open to learning about new trends. (laughs) Okay. So, well, then let's just not think of them as trends and we'll think about them as new things you might be able to learn or try to improve your health. Sounds good. (laughs) Now I'll ask our listeners to grab a tall glass of water and maybe a friend you'd like to debate these new wellness trends with. Enjoy. Okay, Christiana, there has been so much change in our world since 2020, and especially when it came to our wellness. And this year, a lot of people have been thinking about trying to get back what we lost last year, or even trying to latch on to some new wellness routines. Personally, I had a really hard time at the beginning of the pandemic about not being able to go to the gym or go to hot yoga, but I've since really enjoyed going for those long walks outside and using fitness apps to ramp up my exercising. I still really look forward to going back to the gym and especially hot yoga, but I really do think I'll continue using um, my workout apps in the future. How about you? Huh. <laughs> well, it has actually been a very frustrating time for a lot of people. 
that and a lot of people have built resilience and creativity as well as invented ways to, to get by, right? Mm-hmm. Because that necessity is the mother of invention. So there were lots of interesting exercise apps that were developed over this period. And a lot of people use them and they are quite effective. Some of them are really fun. And I am actually thinking when it's all said and done that a lot of people may not return to the gym. Like I'm one, I'm one of those people who will pay for the full year membership, but never go there more than a few times because I have a full gym at home. Like, you know, I've got the Bowflex, the treadmill, you know, vibrating plate, all different types of ellipticals and stuff like that. So why should I be in a gym, you know? Yeah, I guess like it depends on what you're looking for, what you need, right? So if you have everything at home, there's no need for you to be in the gym in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trend, right? One of the new trends that you have to sign up the beginning of the year. (laughs) I've actually done that a few times. Yeah, I've taken the membership and even after the year is run or out, they continue to take my money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but a lot of people enjoy the gym. I personally... Not so much. Not so much. I really, I really like it. And especially because I work from home, it's something that is really great and helps me to get out. And so so like I'll, I'll group all my errands around going to the gym as well. So I really enjoyed getting out and, and doing that. That's understandable because (laughs) you need to get out and breathe, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I'm always out. So I need to get inside and just stay home. You know, the time that I have to wake up and run to the gym, I can just walk down to the basement, you know. There you go. Or not. (laughs) So your workouts should be 100% then, right? Like I said, get something done or not, right? (laughs) That's the operative word. I'm not telling you that exercise as well as much as you do every day. I don't. Sometimes (laughs) the equipment just stay at me and I step back. (laughs) But I don't use them as hangers and though for clothes. Some people just use them as, no, I don't do that. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. So let's get with our first wellness trend of the year. And that is a shift from self-care to community care. So COVID-19 really exposed us to so many systemic inequities and flaws in our society. And so people have really realized the power within themselves to help others. And scientific research actually shows that helping others is the best way to be happy. And now people are starting to prioritize giving back. What do you think about this trend? I think it's absolutely one of the better things that have happened. COVID-19 has brought out the best in a lot of people. It's so beautiful to see people reaching out, especially in my community of elderly people, you know, seeing those young kids. Actually, there's a young girl who started her company. She's only 17. Let me see. Or maybe her siblings are 17, but she's just a young lady and her mom is suffering from cancer. And she, the mom enjoyed their music a lot because they play um, different instruments and sing. So they decided very early on during COVID to share this with other people. So she reached out to me 
and they, they send us like recordings online, uh, giving uh, my residents virtual concerts. And after oh. yeah, we had listened to this a few times, I think she applied for a grant and I sponsored that grant. Like I wrote a letter of support and she got approved to get some money, which in turn she used to buy tablets and donated a few to my residents. Isn't that? Oh, that's amazing. So like I, I had a couple of teachers reach out to me because as you know, at the beginning of COVID, I started this telephone hug where people will call in and talk to the residents and so on and so forth. So I've seen a lot of good in people. But unfortunately, you turn on the news and you're hearing the flip side of this whole thing, how people are now, there's so so many gun violence because of people's mental health. So there are still lots of people that need help. We need to reach out to our friends and family, just, you know, check in with them, see how they are doing. If someone's behavior has changed, you know, mention something and encourage them to get help or go with them, you know. There are lots of virtual therapy sessions that happens these days. So that's really important to support our family or community members with their mental health. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that COVID has pushed us to our limits, for sure. And I think it's unfortunately coming out in in different ways, like increased mental health issues. So yeah, I definitely think it's important for us to always remember others. And and we can, in, in little ways, help people just by checking in and making sure that they're okay. I mean, we don't have to, I mean, it's, I think it's wonderful what people are doing, but like we can help others in very tangible, small ways. It doesn't, everything doesn't have to be so grand and and wonderful, right? Thoughtful, you know, act of kindness. Yeah. When they call, hello, or saying hello to someone in the store. Like I met a lot of, like I was just at Costco and this woman, you know, she said hello to me and I thought, "Mm, that's nice, you know? Yeah. Like that, just be kind. Or let someone... You know, you see someone, a pregnant woman, an older person, step aside, let them take your place in line, right? Yeah. And that would be beautiful. I did that at the bank one day, and everyone started just going. The person in front of me said, you know, come back. And they gave me my spot back, and on and on and on. Those little acts of kindness, they're beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And we can start that. We can start that trend every day, whatever we're doing, right? Absolutely. So another trend is a digital detox. So as you know, we're spending more and more time on our devices. They're not just tools anymore for work, but they're how we communicate with others. The problem is, is that there's so much negative energy that we can find on these devices. So in the news and social media, on TV, and I think the good news is that we can turn that all off. You can turn your back away from the negativity. And people are starting to devote entire days to no devices, like no devices Sunday or no devices after dinner. And so I think I think it's a good idea. I don't know if I could personally do it, but maybe I can try to do certain things. Because I think the other good thing about disconnecting is being able to connect with the people who are right in front of you. Like it drives me crazy when I'm with people and they're looking down at their phones or tablets, 
you know, like when let's connect, we're here in front of each other right now. Yes, yes. It, it, well, I don't know. It's tough. Like for those people that are doing it, kudos. I myself cannot turn off my phone just because I am on call 24-7. However, I think it's important, like when your family over, when you're having dinner and so forth, you should have a no telephone, no device rule so that you can talk. There are pictures, like you see pictures, I think there's one very famous one where there are this group of young girls at the pool, they are sitting around the edge of the pool, but they're not communicating. Everyone is just looking down on their phone. We actually had one in my family where my two boys were together. I mean, we are usually not together these days because the one son is in the US, but they're sitting together and each one had a phone <laughs> looking on their screen, right? So I guess a lot of us, we fall into that. The people were to take pictures of us. So it is very important. And especially, I think a lot of the, the alternative health practitioners tell you not to have your phone for hours before you go to sleep because mm-hmm. it stops your sleep. Right. And these Blu-ray glasses that people wear now, right, to block the Blu-rays of the devices. And my daughter actually got me one that I've never remembered to wear. <laughs> It's nicely sitting in my purse, but I <laughs> first I was like, I'm going to wait and drive with it. She said, No, mom, it's only one year, but I never remember. So whatever we can do to protect ourselves from this race will be great. And for as much as possible, if we can put them down, you know, just to communicate as a family again. Mm-hmm. I actually remember actually many years ago when Eddie Murphy did that movie, what is it called? Dr. Dr. Doolittle or something? Yeah. I think it was the first one where he was calling his daughter and she did not answer. She could not hear him and she, he had to call her on the phone. We thought that was hilarious, but that is today's world. Oh, yeah. Families have to call their siblings or children or parents on the phone these days. So we really need to think twice about using devices so much and do that detox. Highly recommended. Yeah, I mean, I really like the idea, too, of like when you're having dinner, at the very least, when you're having dinner with other people, to not have your devices at the table and just for you to have that time to talk meaningfully with the people that you're with. Mm -hmm. Because I think, too, like it's not we don't have a lot of that time because we are so busy and, you know, there are so many things happening in our lives that there's not very much time for us to connect with one another in real life as opposed to on our devices, right? And I think that is why there's so many challenges in families with COVID where people have been forced to be together. <laughs> so people don't know what to do with each other. So there's a lot of discord, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. So maybe we should just be thankful that we got that time, you know, this time to be together. But I don't think life is going to change too much. I don't really? know. I think it just may change because I was downtown yesterday, King West area. Man, oh man, you wouldn't think there was still COVID. <laughs> oh no, it was packed. 
and people were having like just social gathering, eating at restaurants outside. But um, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I think we'll go back very quickly to our old ways, I think. I think so too. Because I used to think, you know, like for me, for instance, I thought I would hesitate, you know, getting together with people and stuff like that. But just seeing what is really going on, I think I'm starting to think twice. Not everyone is it. We're ready. I'm ready to have lunch with you, Christian. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> and then I can drink a glass of wine or something. <laughs> I'm ready. Drive me home, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it would be good to see face-to-face again, definitely. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with the pandemic too, like, it has really affected people's perspectives of the future and even, like, goal setting. So people have, like, moved away from big grand goals into more flexible goals. Like for example, you might have a list of a whole bunch of smaller micro goals instead of having one big one. And then you would pick and choose which ones you want to do throughout the year. And for me, I really like this because instead of saying like, I don't know, I'm going to lose 500 pounds this year, I'm going to lose three pounds this month. And so when you're able to achieve a smaller goal like that, it makes you want to continue and it encourages you. So I I kind of like the whole idea of micro goals and being a little bit more flexible with your goal setting. I think it's very important, you know, with the rat race lives that we've been leading, we tend to have forgotten the, the real significance of life and we seem to have forgotten that you know what we don't control our lives because life is short life is unpredictable you know you don't keep chasing after your dreams like without taking time to smell the roses which is what a lot of us do but COVID has put a break on everything that everyone has been doing and people are that to have a lot of reflection People are starting to examine and re-examine themselves. You know, the saying that says, man proposes, God disposes. So, you know, when you do make goals, it's important to make goals. I think small, attainable, sustainable goals that you can commit to are very important. Celebrate the little wins, you know, Mm -hmm. in life, which is what people are starting to do. I mean, I think it, it has had its negative effects and impact on us but it has also taught us a lot because we seem to have forgotten so many things that life is all about and now we are you know I don't think people a lot of people are actually starting to say you know what what did I need all those things for I was talking to a lady yesterday she's like I'm giving up most of my clothing I need, need enough to last me because for the past two years I've not been anywhere like oh yeah Stuff like that. For so sure. you have to understand what really matters. One thing I heard a long, long time ago that always comes back to me is like they say, if you were having a natural disaster in your home, in your community, what would be that one thing that you would take with you? If they say, Sherry, you need to evacuate now, what would you hold on to? 
So that is what we always have to think back in life. You know, what yeah. is, is what is so like, you know, having that mansion, really, like people have vacation homes everywhere, but a lot of people couldn't even go. That's right. Also, we yeah. just have to be more mindful. I think share, you know, give, give more so that you can see that happiness in people rather than trying to just accumulate and get everything for yourself. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I I think too, like it's all about gratitude as well, right? Those small wins, being grateful what you can achieve, being grateful for what you have too, I think is a part of that flexibility in your smaller goals, whether they're daily or weekly or monthly, I think, yeah, like having them be attainable and having to reach for something, you know, you're not letting it all go. You're still trying to grow and learn, but you're more aware of wanting to achieve things in smaller, in smaller doses, right? And things that you can sustain too. Yes. Oh, for sure. Fall off the wagon or something, you know, just, and while you are doing it also, don't just think about yourself, think about someone else that you can help give a helping hand to someone. Yeah. And I think the next trend is, is kind of about helping and giving to others too, because it's about talking and walking as therapy. So you know that I've really enjoyed this. And actually during the pandemic, I've used my morning walk times to catch up with girlfriends on the phone while walking my dog. And it's been a really great use of our time when, you know, they're driving to work still, or they're also walking. And it's been really great because, you know, I'm getting outside, I'm getting fresh air, I'm getting some exercise and I'm having time with my friends. So how about you? What do you think about the walking therapy? Walkie-talkie. Yeah. <laughs> Walkie-talkie therapy. Yeah. I think it's important. And also, like um, we discussed the last podcast, we're talking about the blue zones. Yes. Also movement. So it's very important. Like, you know, when it, like when you are busy at work, you don't have time to call people. Like I know I, I usually put it off. And then by the time I get home, I look at the time, it's like, oh, it's too late to talk to someone at this time. The only person I can call on to midnight is my sister, right? Yeah. So you are out there, you're doing two things. You're getting fresh air. You get talking to someone, if, you know, your mental health. And also you are doing physical activity. So you are sort of achieving two goals, right? Or even more, right? When you do that. So it's, yeah. really it's a win-win um, situation. For sure. And so do you think you could find some time to do this? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've been walking. I do walk a lot with, I had a particular resident that I used to walk with. She's not with us now, but I just, uh, a lady just came in who wants to be outside all the time and she loves gardening. Excellent. I'm going to be gardening. I'm going to be walking. So yeah, I enjoy walking um, with her. And then she's like, you know, sometimes when I get on the phone, she's like, were you talking to me? Are you talking to someone? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like it's just fun because you you tend to forget how long you've walked, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's like the other day we went all the way to Kennedy and that wasn't the, the idea. And we went out and walked for two hours with my staff. So usually we go, I go with her after work. Mm-hmm. After work and reward. And yeah, it was so, and we even stopped to pick up wild um, blackberries. Oh, yeah. So nice. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I guess now the world is starting to open up more, right? And you were at King West yesterday and people are eating on patios. So now people are really starting to think about travel. And the trend on travel is intention-focused wellness travel. So we're not talking about just going to the beach anymore. We're talking about yoga retreats. We're talking about meditation retreats or vacations where you intend to exercise more, be outside in nature more, connect with the people that you're going with more than just you know, being in a big city and going shopping, you know? So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will never not love being in a big city shopping and eating, but I'll tell you, I'm thinking about traveling with my mom in the fall. And I was thinking about Vancouver Island and there's so much that we can do outdoors in Vancouver. Going to be retiring on uh, Victoria Island because the last time I went there, (laughs) I was actually driving a boat. I don't swim. I'm scared of water, but you know, I was like, you know, at the helm of this, it was so beautiful. And I decided I'm retiring here. Okay. So we'll be visiting each other over there. Oh, for sure. Okay, perfect. But the difference is when you retire, you will know how to swim because I will have already taught you. Yes, that would be perfect. (laughs) The the length of time to drown, right? (laughs) You will not drown. You just need to remain calm and float. I will teach you this. Thank you. So actually, yeah, I think my one, I think something that I've had on my bucket list, like Europe has a lot of great wellness retreats mm-hmm. you know I have been looking to go to one of those and I think I will right now I can't think of traveling just yet because my bubble is pretty tight it's homework homework you know I've yeah. not even started going to church yet but when I do start traveling yes I think that'll be one of the things I'd like to do just and I am thinking of taking the children with me just giving them that device technology detox where yeah there you go you know as you come into this resort you're handing over everything all your gadgets (laughs) like here for one week you're not communicating with anyone yeah Yeah. you're going to take a traditional camera with you so you can't even say that you need your phone I have I still have some of those camcorders and all those things Because I mean, we took a lot of videos on our travels. I still have some, so bring those with us too. And but walking in my neighborhood has been pretty scary because we have a fox that is taking over the neighborhood. (laughs) You're so funny. Chilling in my backyard the other day, okay? And then walking around with a little fox baby and all this. So my daughter is petrified to leave the house now. And well, I won't do anything about it. We have to live with this. Yes, you do. Wow. Because 
Let me tell you, like a friend who lives in your neighborhood, and he ran into an entire family of coyotes. So mm-hmm. don't even worry about the foxes. There's coyotes. Are you trying to get me out of this neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> see, now you can see that I don't enjoy wildlife, you know. I'm living with the, the wild animals here. <laughs> there, listen, there's coyotes everywhere. They're mm-hmm. like our neighbors now, just like oh, wow. everybody else. That's scary. Maybe, maybe because of COVID, they're not getting enough food out there. People are not going into the, you know, to to leave food out, camp, camping and stuff. So they're coming back into the city to get more food because well, we I, took over their land. Yeah. yeah. These homes were built more than, what, 30 years ago now, 20-something years. Well, in my neighborhood, actually, they're building in a new area. So I can see why. Mm, Yeah. It's interesting in your neighborhood. Why? Because there isn't a lot of development going on there. No, it's pretty built up, but But maybe, well, there is all new areas like East and just North of you. So maybe that's why. Mm. Well, maybe I should send them your way. (laughs) No, I'll I'll put your address on the tag and throw it at them so they can come look for you. (laughs) That's okay. We have enough. Have you ever heard of a salt cave or a float tank? No. So these things are part of a new trend of touchless spa services. Hmm. So I've read a lot about Himalayan salt caves and the salt is supposed to have like a calming effect on you and it can even treat depression and anxiety. And also some people say that it can ease coughs and cure some skin conditions. And then with float tanks, it's basically, I mean, not good for you. You can't swim yet, (laughs) but one day. (laughs) So they're saying that you could float in these tanks is basically just a tank of water and you're supposed to reap benefits such as muscle relaxation and have even better sleep, decrease pain and stress and anxiety. So, I mean, I've gone for, you know, massages and facials before, but now they're saying we're moving away from that and we're moving to like infrared saunas, these Himalayan salt caves is float tanks, hyperbaric chambers. So (laughs) what do you think? Well, Michael Jackson had one and everyone had a problem with it. So now it's a trend. Which one did he have? The hyperbaric chamber. Oh, yeah. There was so much that was said about it. At least I think that's what I read that he had one. And, you know, so these salt caves, are they in spas or do you actually have to go to some... No, it's just like a place that they've just put a whole lot of salt in. Yeah, Yeah. because I don't know about the salt bath water, like when someone has muscle pain, it's not feeling well, like, you know, I know about the Epsom salt, so I've been using my own salt cave for a long time. (laughs) No, this is like literally, it's not just like, you know, a handful of salt that you put in hot water. This is like a room of salt, hmm. okay. an entire room of salt. Put us into one of that when we fully open. Yeah, 
Exactly. I'm working as for sure. Because I know it's very soothing, relaxes your muscles. And okay, I'm doing it. I'm booking. Also, also good for your gut health because it will detox your skin. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come out through that. So it's, I, I, I'm game. Okay. I'll do that. Yoga. What was that kind of yoga you wanted to do? The hot yoga. No, not hot yoga. There was a different kind of yoga when we talked about pelvic health. Oh, are we talking about the yoga that... Um, goat um, yoga. I wouldn't go with you to do a goat yoga, but I would go to the salt <laughs> cave. That's all I'm saying, okay? I draw my line some places. <laughs> How about... Okay, so you won't go to goat yoga. How about puppy yoga? No. I, yoga? I, I, I'm scared of dogs somewhat now. I had dogs growing up, but I haven't had them for a long time. So I okay. don't think I want to How about just yoga on a farm? Yeah, it's going to be fine. As long as the animals are in their cages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Let me, farm. <laughs> okay, let me ask you one more thing then. Okay. <laughs> Do you like the cold? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is going to work for you then, because the very last trend of 2021 is actually cold therapy. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been to those Nordic spas where you are supposed to go from pool to pool and you start hot and then it's a little bit cold. cooler, a little bit cooler, but then it ends like you're supposed to end always in the cold pool? Mm-hmm. No, I've heard about them, but I've never been. And it's not for me. I'm sorry. I just can't handle the cold. When well, I handle the cold, though, my neighbor told me you don't feel the, the the impact of the cold. It doesn't really because if you put me in anything cold, yeah, you're going to have to resuscitate me because I'm going to shock. <laughs> I, like every winter. I want to move out of this country. Okay. <laughs> I love the cold. No. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, but the whole thing is, is that the cold is supposed to be so good for your body. And it is. I actually tried it once. I read, I, did I read or watch this video? How like it helps. I can understand it. Like when you, the, it, it constricts your blood vessels and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, you know, I know all about the health benefits. So one day I was in the shower and I'm like, hey, let me try cold water. (laughs) I changed it immediately because it's not for me. I can't. I'm sorry. In the summer, I still have a comforter on my bed because I get cold. I'm always cold, okay? The kids are always in the winter. Everyone is like, oh, she's burning us up again. She's burning us. You know, they have to open windows because the house has to be nicely toasty <laughs> <laughs> well i'm all about it i mean i can't say that i love the cold but no really no my naturopath told me about this thing where she's like when you get out of the shower when you're about to leave the shower always stand under like as hot water as you can for like 30 seconds and then switch it to as cold water as you can handle it for like 30 seconds and go back and forth a couple of times but always end in cold and I, I it kind of feels good you know no I, mean, I can understand it like I said the health benefits but I think I'd rather keep my blood vessels dilated <laughs> 
them constricted. <laughs> no, I just can't handle the cold. I get, you know, it makes me sick. Actually, I, I can't sleep with a fan. Air condition is okay. If I ever have a fan, I wake up with a cold. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm I have my fan going all summer long. You don't even need a thermostat. I tell the children when temperature changes outside, when it gets colder, I tell them when it's hot I, because I'm that sensitive. I feel it immediately. So oh, wow. I'm very, very sensitive. But cold is not my choice of health trend. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm not sure about you, but I definitely think some of these wellness trends have resonated with me. I mean, I'm all about the going to the salt cave with you one day, and I will continue trying to use cold water when I can, especially this time of year. I think it's easier. It's How about cool, you? Cool, cool water, not cold. Yeah. No, cold at this time. Of year. <laughs> cool for me will be cool, not cold. <laughs> But like, actually today, funny enough, when I was washing my face and I knew we we're going to be talking about this topic, I actually tried cold water. And? But by the time I finished, I had it steaming. <laughs> but you know, it's cold and hot. Ice is magic. If you hurt yourself, you have any kind of inflammation. There you go. See? your ankle. I'm always telling people. I'm telling, and I know this so far because my son has twisted, twisted his ankle a number of times from playing um, sports, right? And if we ice it really well the day before, the next day is good enough to play. So I know ice is magic. I tell people, but I can't handle it. <laughs> I, just, I tell people to ice, 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 and it does work, like for maybe more chronic injuries or stuff, heat, heat helps, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I, I think I still use heat even when I have an acute injury, just because I can't handle, but ice, if you can stand it, it's magical. It really has a lot of benefits. So, and I love the goal set trend because... I personally always see the good in things. Like, you know, my cup is always half full, not, never half empty. So that means I'm always celebrating little wins. And I just love, love the purposeful movement because every time you and I talk about physical activities, you always have something over me. But <laughs> I, know. I know that the people that live in the blue zone don't go to hot yoga and yoga. <laughs> That's right, they that don't. They move purposefully. <laughs> I feel really good about that because yeah. that's sort of equal, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our chat today, Christiana. I have, absolutely. And I've learned some things and I've added the salt cave to my long list of things that you have to do with me. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm forgetting them as we go along, but you know. Oh no, I've got them. Okay, this is at the top of the list because that, <laughs> that should be interesting. I've gone into caves before and so I'm just I'm very interested to know how this works. And I really hope that our listeners have learned one or two things from us or something has resonated with them or they can create their own new trends, you know? And yeah, let us know about them for sure. And also as we continue with this work with COVID and we do pray for better days to come really soon, 
we'll continue to come back and discuss things that we think will keep people a little bit occupied or their minds, you know, distracted for a short time that they are with us. So I am Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.